0: Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, I'm a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I thought I would be able to kick this sinus infection a little quicker, but it didn't happen, so um, a little bit congested, and uh, hopefully it doesn't ruin the audio as you're listening. But I wanted to talk to you about the clinical questions as many of you are getting the interviews or trying to prepare for the interviews. And I wanted to give you a couple of hints, uh, though the you know it's three hours of content at uh, residency.teachable.com. Uh, the interview course you can uh, go there, and I'll send you a copy of 100 strong residency interview questions, answers, and rationales. And again, there's a get a residency guarantee. If you don't get a residency or an interview, uh, I'm happy to uh, refund your money for the course. Uh, so residency.teachable.com. But let me talk a little bit about, oh, my East Coast came out there. Let me talk a little bit about uh, the clinical questions and uh, how to kind of start predicting uh, what questions you might get. Because uh, it would be really nice if you had the questions ahead of time. And some of you will. Uh, it'll be, uh, you'll be given a couple of, you know, 48 hours or, you know, a couple, four days, something like that, where you're given a complex clinical case, but many times it's going to be on the spot. And I know uh, many of you are a little bit uh, nervous about the uncertainty, but there is a way to prepare. There is a way to kind of predict uh, some of them. So, for example, if you're doing clinical questions and you're going to go to an ambulatory care rotation, uh, you're not going to see critical care questions. You're going to see questions about those chronic disease states. And the biggest mistake that I see students making is when they're in the interview, they are so focused on the feedback from the audience, that is uh, how they're responding to your presentation, that you lose the force for the trees and you become very stilted and robotic and it doesn't come off well. What you're really trying to do is talk a lot about how you do things and what they want to do is figure out what your process is. And this is a process you should have really started to really get down as you're doing your appies. But the big kind of uh, tip with this is that they're going to give you a question that is going to make you get some parts wrong, probably, and some parts right. And they're going to be able to kind of judge your uh, presentation as far as the correctness uh, on on that level. And the one thing I will tell you is that you do not want to try to impress in terms of your knowledge. Because in general, if you are going in there and you've got, uh, let's say you're at a pediatric hospital, And maybe you've done a pediatric rotation. You feel like you know a lot more pediatrics than your classmates, which is true. But when you get in there and you've got a board-certified pediatric pharmacist or some residents in PGY2s, they, they get it. They know where you should be and what you should be able to answer and what you shouldn't. What they're really looking for is, are you going to be able to get the answer with the process that you're using. So if you're at the VA, often talking about the PAC teams is a good thing. So actually I would go to the PAC team to talk about this one because uh, although I know this, I'm not quite sure about this part of it and I would definitely want to get clarification with the team uh, on that. So again, it's not about getting the questions right. It's about how to get the questions right and how you'll go get them. So it's going to be a little bit frustrating because you're going to be have that kind of feeling when you're in the first week of an appy and you don't really have your feet on the ground and they're going to try to put you off balance a little bit. But they're also not going to make it impossible. Uh, you're going to see many of the common uh, disease states, so COPD, diabetes, hypertension, heart failure, pain management, uh, pneumonia, uh, VTE. You know, those are many of the common disease states that you're going to see, and you want to make sure, of course, to have a number of counseling points. And uh, always great if you can kind of bring up an actual patient that you talked to, and like, oh, you know what second happy I had a patient that and then kind of go into it because they're really trying to figure out if they can trust you with their patients so they've developed relationships with these patients and with these providers and for lack of a better expression they don't want you to mess it up so what they're not looking for is oh you got them all right it it really isn't like that it's "Mm, I can see where you went there and then this is what we, you know, we would probably do here. And uh, sometimes they might help you a little bit, kind of giving you prompts and things like that. But uh, in general, I think they're very accessible in terms of the types of uh, questions when they're talking about clinical case questions. Uh, when you're talking about patient counseling, it really is that whole uh, expression about people don't, people want, care more about um, how much you care than they care about what you know. And I feel like it's always so hard to not want to just say, oh, I got the answer and, and to, to do it. What you really want to do is show your demeanor, show your patience, which is incredibly difficult when you're under the duress of, of having an audience and things like that. But you're going to want to kind of talk about some things that, you know, what what should this patient expect? Uh, what are the side effects you're going to expect? If they missed a dose, what do they do? Uh, you know, you, you're trying to make sure that you have a method that you are going to consistently be able to counsel their patients, because again, they're not yours yet, uh, and uh, that they feel like you are someone they can trust. And don't forget to make sure that you've assessed understanding. So, I've seen it many times where somebody will just blurt out the answer and the answer is exactly right, except they forgot the very last thing, which is, well, did the patient get what you're throwing down? How would you figure that out? Well, you would ask them, could you, you know, teach back what it was that I, and they might not know that word, but can you teach back what I was uh, talking about and, uh, you know, kind of move on with that? When you get to the group interview, they're really more assessing your ability to work with other people. And it's not a throw down, somebody wins, somebody answers all the questions right. It's really acknowledging other people, not interrupting, being a gunner, and then also having some important things to say, not only about the answer but acknowledging the other people's questions and then also making sure to bring it back to the residency program. This all, you can really score great, great points when you add and, you know, with the ambulatory care at the VA talking about the PAC teams, Uh, or if you're at a pediatric residency talking about uh, whether there's Uh, If you're talking about the NICU or PICU and if you know a little bit about their census and uh, a little bit about their numbers, kind of talking about things that only somebody who had really done their research knew because what they are really assessing with the partner group interview uh, is your ability to work with others. A lot of you are going to get a presentation that has nothing to do with pharmacy and for whatever reason, I heard hiking is a really popular one. But what you want to do is make sure that you can take them there and that you have a great story and you kind of take your time with this one because this is a real joy for them to to get away from the pharmacy stuff and to just kind of hear a little bit about you and what makes you unique. And you might even teach them something. So it's just kind of a really neat way that you can uh, showcase yourself. I hate to use the word brand, but uh, that's kind of the mo right now. But uh, you know what? What is your brand? So if somebody asked me, well, "What do you do?" Well, I I teach pharmacology and chemistry at the community college, and I also you know author books that make pharmacology accessible. And uh, I really like to help with writing uh, with residencies because it's something that I, I really studied, and it was a real barrier for. Uh, my family earlier on. Uh, another one I, I think that is a missed opportunity is those that are so excited to to send that thank you note. And when you start kind of asking your questions, what you really want to do is is find some pieces of information that that you can really connect on, that you can kind of follow up on, that you can kind of start this relationship between uh, the group there and and you. And what I mean by, what I'm I'm trying to say is that when you ask those questions, it really is an exciting time for the other side because they get to truly participate. They're listening to people go on and on and on and, and answer these questions and now they can talk. And now they get to uh, be part of it. So they're really excited and many of them are very proud of their residency sites. And uh, you want to ask those kinds of questions that you want to be careful because sometimes the, a question that seems innocuous is one that gives the wrong impression. So uh, when you say, well, our, did all the residents get their rotations or did, uh, what's the way that you get your rotations? And that's kind of a, well, I wouldn't be happy here unless I got my rotations. Okay, So a better thing to, to talk about is their research and their activities and those things. So um, if you really, really, really want to go out on a limb and, and have somebody uh, answer and, and maybe they, they would go with this. But if you ask someone what their biggest failure is, that is one of the easiest ways to get many, many, many minutes of, of talking about something that, that they're really passionate about. And and so the way I would probably do it is, you know, one of my biggest failures was doing blank um what was one of your guys' biggest, you know, failures in residency that you, you kind of made a comeback or something like that? Because everyone loves a comeback story. Uh, but that would, take, that would take quite a bit of guts. So when you're talking about questions for the, the residents and the RPD, uh, make sure that they're, they're questions that make clear that you have taken a deep interest in what they're doing and a deep interest in what they were talking about for the past couple of hours that they were talking to you. All right, well, I think that's going to be it for my voice, unfortunately. Uh, But uh, just make clear that um, this whole residency interview thing is so much more about demeanor and how you present yourself than, than it is about getting the right answers. And they're going to pick a friendly person that might have gotten a couple more wrong. Uh, than they are going to be with somebody who's a little bit standoffish uh, that didn't. So uh, worry more about the relationship uh, than worry about the residency, and the residency will follow. So again, if you got questions for me, tonythepharmacist at gmail.com or uh, need any help with any of the courses, residency.teachable.com.